from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Mercy One studio in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mano, and I'm here with Gina Knoll. Good morning. Good morning, Deacon Mike. How are you? Just fine. Just it's fine. Hard to Chilly get this moving. morning. Yeah. Yes, it's much different than it was last week uh, in weather. We uh, we've gotten some cold and some rain and a lot of rain. Feels very like very much like fall. It does. It does. And um, football and football. And NFL feels starts like football. tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well that's going to go over in empty stadiums. I don't know. Um, baseball seemed to go pretty well. Yeah, yeah. The, the fake fan noise. Yeah, they and have, they have, and they have all those cardboard people there. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a breakout of the virus among all those the cord, cardboard people. <laughs> well, I wasn't really in the mood this morning for the show. It was just too cold and rainy. So yeah. I have to tell you, though, the opening music always pumps me up. Good. Good. Where does that come from? That that is called the Boys from Wexford. Boys it's an Irish uh, uh, ballad, and uh, it commemorates a battle with the English um, years and years and years ago. And uh, that's where it comes from. Yeah, oh, very good. So it ought to, it ought to pick up everybody's Irish. That's you yeah. know the Irish know how to celebrate. That's right. So if it that's doesn't right. put you in a good mood to hear Irish music, that's I don't right. Know that's would. right. That's right. Well, today we're dealing with uh, oh well. Shoot, I forgot to count and check. How many days till the election? 50-some. Yeah, about 54. Exactly. Yeah, so that, something like that infiltrates yeah. everything that we do, including our radio programs. So it certainly does. It certainly does. Today we have Father Pavone from Priests, Priests for, for Life. Life. Right. Yeah. We'll talk to him about uh, um, how the what effect the election is going to have not only on right-to-life activities, but let's expand it a little further on religious liberty, because that's a big question mark right now. Yeah, what's happening. and we explore that almost every week. We do. That's we the do. purpose of the we show. Do. Then we're going to turn our attention here locally to InterVisions Health Clinic. We're going to have Teresa Walsh, who's the executive director of that clinic with they us. They do wonderful things over there. For and, you know, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I was, uh, you may know, on the at the original meeting organizational meeting. Oh, I didn't know that. Where, I knew you were on the board. Where, but I... where we, the question was, should we try and do something like this? And, uh, and the answer was, yes, we're going to try. And I think within a year, we had that clinic up and running. Wow. And, and then I was on the board there for about, uh, I'm going to say about six years, something like that, five, six years. Well, yeah. they have really grown to they have. They, two locations, two locations now, now in now. Polk County, which is Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, one over in the south side. The original one is still here in West Des Moines, but there's one on Army Post Road. And they're growing. Mm-hmm. They're so growing. thanks to the contributions of probably many of our listeners, as well, there, uh, as, well as other members of the faith community uh, throughout 
You know, that's one of the things that I found when when we started this whole trek toward building this thing, that it was easy to raise funds for. And the reason why it was easy to raise funds is because that's where the rubber hit the road. Okay, that's where we're dealing with people who were in unexpected and crisis pregnancies. And uh, it wasn't like, you know, trying to lobby the legislature or to pass laws or anything like that that seemed to some people a little distant. This was actually hands-on. And so we were able to raise funds fairly easily at the, at the very beginning. Now, I don't know how they're doing now. I've been off the board several years. But uh, uh, there were a lot of generous people out there that came forward and said, yeah, we'd like to help these women who are having problems. And they came forward with their checkbook and their prayers, and you can see what has happened. That well, and I'm really glad that these kinds of centers are not targets of our government as they are in the state and city of New York. Yeah, uh, but, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of them that were targeted legally. Um, people tried to get them not approved for zoning or whatever. Because I remember before we opened up, uh, I called uh, uh, ADF, Lions Fanny Freedom, and talked to some of my friends there mm-hmm. and asked them, what do we need to do? What do we have to watch out for? Fortunately, none of that came to pass. We didn't need any of that information. But, uh, so we are blessed. We were, we were mm-hmm. looking for that, that something might happen, that we'd be picketed or somebody go in front of the city council and say, you can't allow this thing to open or something like that. Um, and uh, uh, even security in the building, you know, we were concerned about. Uh, but uh, everything it's seems to have gone. Out well. It's all worked out well. Thank, thanks and be to God. And saved many children's saved lives. Saved many, many, many children. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, well, so we're going to talk. We're going to talk to Teresa about that. We're going to talk first to Father Frank Pavone. Uh, it could be an interesting program I'm again today. To yes, it. you have a prayer to open us up with. I do. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of peace. Bring your peace to our violent world, peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among the nations of the earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Thank you, Gina. We'll be back in a few minutes with Father Frank Pavone. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall, online at bigredq-demoin.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. 
We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And we're back. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. And with us is the National Director of Priests for Life, Father Frank Pavone. Father, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. It's such a joy to be with you again. Well, thank you. It's a joy to have you here. It it's really a, a topic uh, uh, that we um, like to discuss because I don't think it's really d- discussed enough, yet in some cases it seems to be over-discussed. But uh, anyway, what I wanted to start us out with today is um, uh, the effect that the election may or may not have on right-to-life activities, and on religious freedom and religious liberties in general. I'm sure you've, you've been pondering this over for quite a while now. Well, these are two of the biggest areas of concern of the Church, not just now, but all throughout history, and they are very much front and center in this election because the two major parties in America are on very different pages when it comes to both topics. Uh, Is there a right to life that the government cannot infringe? And is there a right of the Church to conduct her affairs in such a way that the government does not evaluate or judge the religious beliefs and practices of a citizen, but rather protects them? Now, on that score, I can speak from a lot of experience, as can a lot of other employers and uh, religious groups, because we had to fight from 2012 through 2016, uh, 17, uh, we had to fight in, in federal court for the right just to practice our faith when it came to our business practices. And there were, you know, mandates and, and instructions and threat of fines and, and so forth. I mean, this is a biblical kind of battle when you think about it. We see in the Old Testament and the New, the clash between religious and civil authority and you know, the followers of God and the disciples of Christ always saying, you know, we will obey God rather than man, even if that means being put to death. And this is what the, the martyrs are all about. But we have really, literally, the same dimension of a battle going on now. So, so it's going to have great impact. It's going to have tremendous impact, uh, this election, on, on this going forward, not just for the next four years, but for the next 40 years, because why uh, I say that because, as we know, the uh, president and the Senate, the U.S. Senate, are responsible for placing federal judges on the courts. And there again, 
there's a big divergence. Not only do the parties have different positions, but it gets reflected in the kind of judges they put on the courts. Uh, and if judges on the courts are going to uphold religious freedom and are going to uphold the right to life by respecting the laws and respecting the Constitution rather than going according to their own political agendas, we're going to see a transformation that's going to last for decades. You know, I always point out, you know, our great-grandchildren will be reading Supreme Court decisions handed down by Trump-appointed judges and by the judges who will be appointed by whoever uh, is sworn in next uh, January. So it has great import, great impact, great concern for the church. You know, I've always thought that one of the main reasons why Trump won four years ago was the question of who was going to appoint the judges. I thought the, the judiciary was a, a front and center in the election um, issues last time. Well, and the post-election uh, uh, polling bears that out. About 21% of people said that was the Supreme Court, the makeup of the Supreme Court, uh, was their biggest motivating factor. And uh, of them, of that group of voters, the, the strong majority voted for the president. So that, that's again on the table now. You know, we've got a new list now, a new additional list mm -hmm. of the kind of people he would put on the Supreme Court. Really stellar. I know a, a number of them personally stellar, solid, pro-life and pro-religious freedom people. I know um, my, my name wasn't on the list. And I, I, I think it's <laughs> well, down mine in, wasn't either. I, I think it's down in a footnote someplace. You know, if the last lawyer alive, Mike Mano. Can <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and you know, really, uh, it, it, we have to look also at Catholics at the fact that when you get life right, when you get the, the, the right to life correct, when you get a correct position on the freedom of the church, chances are you're going to be right on most of the other issues, too. And, and you know, when we look up and down the, lot, the list of issues, I mean, we're living at a time now where, I mean, our economy is coming back up really strong. And part of the reason for that is, you know, we've gotten rid of these government regulations, which oh, yeah. fill jobs and, and hinder businesses, Right, and we've gotten yeah. fair trade deals. The church is concerned about fairness in trade deals. I mean, we look at the economic teaching of the church. The social doctrine of the church is summed up in a, in a, in a document called the Compendium. It's really a book, but it's an official Vatican document. And, you know, I go through that all the time, and you look up and down uh, the line. I mean, getting the, getting the, 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 the world rid of, of terrorists and, and strengthening one's na national security, you know, that, putting your own nation first doesn't mean you don't care about other nations. It just, it just, it's just the opposite. You put yourself in a better position to be able to help them. Um, and on and on it goes. We're on a very, you know, more people today than in 2016 believe the country is going in, a right, in the right direction. And that's a very, a very encouraging sign also for the Church. When you talk about Catholic, uh, Catholic dogma um, or doctrine, uh, one of the principles in social uh, uh, justice, I guess, is the principle of subsidiarity. And yes. one side seems to want to get rid of that, and the other side seems to want to uphold it now. Traditionally, we refer to it as federalism here, but it's, I think it's an important uh, concept that we need to keep in mind. It is. It is. The, the question of, uh, you know, for example, sometimes people make an unfair distinction, and they'll say, well, you know, the Democrats are for the poor, the Republicans don't care about the poor. That, that, that's, a, that's a rash judgment. That's an oversimplification. The fact of the matter is that there are differences in 
uh, opinion about what's the best way to care for the poor. Uh, maybe the best way to care for the poor is to empower families and empower church ministries and empower individuals to exercise the, the acts of charity that their faith, not just charity but justice, that their faith tells them they have to exercise and get government out of the way and let these other ministries flourish. Uh, the other side of the fence, you know, is the idea that, well, you know, you, you, you increase the government bureaucracies and you raise taxes and you let the government step in and do all of this. You know, that's a debate. Those are two different different uh, views. It doesn't mean you're less concerned about the poor if you choose one over the other. Um, but what it does mean, as you say, is that the church needs to look at this from the point of view of subsidiarity. If the family can do something uh, well... You know, why have the local city council take care of it? If the state can do something well, federal government doesn't have to step in. Um, in fact, that's what we've seen, isn't it, uh, uh, Mike, on this uh, question of some of these, uh, this unrest in some of these that's cities. Right. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the president has said over and over again, hey, we can't just come in there. You know, they got to ask us. they got to ask us. And, you know, he's been waiting for them, them being, you know, the governors and the mayors. You know, again, the church's teachings being, being, being uh, uh, shown here is subsidiarity. Let the folks on the lower levels do it if they can. Mm -hmm. If they can't, well, then they request the help. That's right. Uh, it, it reminds me of the, um, the, the famous phrase that was over and over in, the, I think it was the 1988 election with uh, George Bush Sr. Uh, he, he emphasized personal responsibility. That was his, uh, that was his mantra, the thousand points of light. You, you know, our, right, as right. soon as our government understands that, and I really have recognized that the more government does for us, so many people fall out of the habit of helping yeah, each other. Unless we do for right, uh, right. We for find, each other. Yeah, yeah. Our tradition of of community uplifting is diminished. You know, the food banks don't get as much food from the community. You know, they're waiting for right. the government to to hand it over. So I, I think well, you're right you know, on target, and it really exemplifies our our Catholic faith and our and our morals. Right, yeah. It does. We need breathing space. You know, I, I'm, I'm at my headquarters right now of Priests for Life, and, and I, I can tell you, over these last uh, three and a half, four years, how many times I've been invited to get onto a conference call. And, in fact, there's one going on right now, even as we're having this interview. When we finish, I'm going to be going over to a conference call with... I'm with, glad with we have some, priority. <laughs> well, yes. Well, I'm going to be on the phone with the, with the White House again. But, you know, the, the White House reaches out to faith leaders constantly, um, and here's what, here's what we hear on, on a lot of these calls. You know, the president is, is, and his team have instituted this new policy, and it's going to make it easier for faith-based groups and churches and ministries to do their work, because they're not going to have to jump through extra hoops just because they're faith-based. People have to understand, there's so many, when you try to do work, you know, in the public sphere, or maybe you're contracting with the government, maybe not, but the fact is that so many times, you know, faith-based groups have to jump through extra hoops, follow more restrictions and regulations, and sometimes feel like they're being asked to compromise or hide their faith, you know, or put it off to the side. We have an administration now, and we've had in the past, like you said, George W., uh, I mean, uh, George Bush uh, Sr., and George W. as well, I mean, President Reagan and so forth, they appreciated and enhanced and empowered the people of faith across America to do their work. They said, you guys do your work, the country's going to be better. And so, you know, we are in a, in, a, in a period now where, praise God, you know, these extra, these extra hoops that we have to jump through are being taken away, and it's making it easier to do our work. Yes. Well, and, and, and speaking of leaders, 
I noticed this, uh, if we could just diverge for just a minute from the uh, effects of this election on religious liberties, I noticed that um, this letter written to uh, Planned Parenthood about their um, endorsement of Margaret Sanger and, and push towards racism that the black leaders throughout the country signed and sent to um, Planned Parenthood this week, asking them to uh, to dismantle the, the, their racist uh, practices in their institution. Uh, any comments or has this letter taken... I, I haven't heard the press pick up on it yet, and I'm not sure Planned Parenthood has even responded. I don't think so. Uh, not yet, anyway. It will. I, of course, on our Priest for Life team, we have Alveda King sure, working hard in this whole area. Yeah, and, uh, you know, she has pointed out that, look, we are one race. Uh, we are one race. Um, racism uh, is an evil that manifests itself in many forms. But, but a lot of the current complaining about racism in our country is misdirected. Uh, Alveda and others are saying, because it, it's not, you know, I mean, what are the policies in our country right now that would prevent a, a young black man or, or a young black woman from, when they do the necessary work, you know, get the education, work hard at your job, and, and, and whatever it is that you feel called to do in life, that they could not advance in American society? I mean, we've been through eight years uh, with a, a, a president uh, who was, was black. Uh, we have a black Supreme Court justice. We've got uh, leaders in every sector of our society. I mean, is there really, you know, when people talk about systemic racism in our country, it, it, it's, you know, sometimes you've got to scratch your head and say, what, what in the world are they talking about? On the other hand, when you look at the abortion industry, when you look at Planned Parenthood, if you want to find systemic racism, this is where people need to start looking because the organization and the industry were founded on that idea of eliminating less desirable, in their view, members of the population. That's outrageous. And, uh, uh, it, you know, in this climate now, uh, some are beginning to realize that, hey, yeah, this applies to the abortion industry. But even deeper, we have to realize abortion itself is the worst. John Paul II called it the most unjust form of discrimination because, again, it's looking down on a whole class of human beings and saying that they're less, uh, less valuable than the rest of us, which, of course, is not true. Well, and, and beyond that, um, you know, Margaret Sanger and their founders might have been uh, racist, but it's a springboard for the, their actions in, in our current culture that speak louder than, than words themselves. The, um, right. You know, the, the level of abortions in the black community is so much higher than the population, and their centers um, being placed in communities that are predominantly black or African-American. And... Um, and re- more, even more recently, the complaints from their staff uh, that um, are black or African-American, identi- uh, identifying the, the institution as um, being prejudiced against them or treating them different than their white staff. That's right. That, that, was, uh, that was an interesting revelation that came out. And it is a culture. It's a culture within the abortion industry that is indeed very racist. I'm just kind of wondering if anybody has torn down a Margaret Sanger statue. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they, they seem to take the, they're going after George Washington and Christopher Columbus, but here you have a committed racist <laughs> yeah. letting her stay up. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they have, I mean, I, even on their website, they celebrate her in great, um, um, great tradition because mm-hmm. there's uh 
documents that are 100 pages long that talk about all the wonderful things that she's done, and they haven't taken them down. So yeah. I'm wondering that, if that'll that, have any effect. <laughs> that's for it. All right, what do we do, Father, for the election besides pray? Well, I want to, I want to invite people to volunteer. You know, we're in, a, in, a, in a, an important moment right now where it's voter contact that makes the difference. And <clears throat> we've set up a site called ProLifeVolunteer.com. Anyone from anywhere in the country signing up over there, it asks a few simple questions. What are you willing to do? What would you like to do? How much time do you have? We need people making phone calls. We need people knocking on doors. And, and we've got, we, working together with various other organizations, have a um, plan all mapped out. We offer training where, where we target, we know who we're targeting, persuadable voters, and that's how, that's how elections uh, progress at this stage of the game, knocking on those doors, making those phone calls, handing out literature. Anyone that wants to give even just a couple of hours of help, uh, believe me, now's the time. We, have no, we no longer have just an election day. We have an election season. It's two months of voting, and it's already begun. Uh, the first state, North Carolina, has already begun sending out its absentee ballots. So we've got now September and October are literally voting season, the voting two months. So everyone, please take a few extra hours, step up to the plate, help out, because a lot hangs in the balance. And again, what was that um, website? ProLifeVolunteer.com. ProLifeVolunteer.com. Very good. And your website, in case people need more information about you and what uh, you're doing. Our overall website of Priests for Life is endabortion.us, endabortion.us. Very good. Father, before uh, we let you go, would you give us your blessing, please? Oh, gladly. Well, may the Lord send his Holy Spirit upon all of you, all of us. May he give you peace and joy, answer all your prayers, protect you and your loved ones, and confirm you in your mission to build his kingdom. And may he bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you you very much, Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com, Ashworth Vision Clinic. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Low pressure to our south will direct some rain up into our area through the afternoon hours, and it will stay cool with our high only around 56. Few showers possible overnight and low 50s, and then more rain on tap by tomorrow afternoon, gusty in mid-60s. The weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Deacon Mike Manor. I'm here with uh, my friend Gina Knoll. And um, we are uh, had an interesting talk with Father Frank Pavone. And we now we're going to localize that a little bit. We have with us the Executive Director of Intervisions Health Clinic, Teresa Walsh. Teresa, how are you this Hello. morning? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Uh, just uh, uh, for those that uh, aren't familiar with Intervisions, why don't uh, you explain real quickly what Intervisions does? Well, Intervisions is a crisis pregnancy clinic. Um, we have women that come in that are in um, have unplanned pregnancies, and um, they don't know where to go, and they don't know what to do. They might be contemplating abortion. Um, they might be deciding whether they're going to parent or place for adoption. So we have them come into our clinic, and we do counseling with them to um, pray with them, make have hopefully make life-affirming decisions for their families. Um. At the beginning of the uh, the hour, um, I was mentioning here that I was involved right from the beginning with uh, the start of Intervisions. I'm not involved anymore, but it's amazing to see what you have done since I left. <laughs> I guess I wasn't standing in the way <laughs> anymore. And uh, <laughs> you have a second location, and you've expanded your services. And um, and it, it's a wonderful, wonderful um, facility. Well, why don't you give us the addresses in case uh, and phone numbers in case anybody out there is interested? Absolutely. Um, our west location is um, at 1355 50th Street, and that's Suite 400 in, in West Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Right. And then our second location that we just opened last October is 500 Army Post Road, Suite 100, and that is in Des Moines. And number is the same for both clinics. So that's 515-440-2273. Very good. All right. Now that we've got all of that out of the way, I want to talk to you about a couple of things that you do that I think many people don't know that you do. And one of them is this abortion pill reversal. Right. 
Yeah, we started that um, last October. Um, we received a grant from Focus on the Family for all of our nursing staff. Um, I'm a nurse as well. All of our nursing staff to take um, this instruction on how to reverse an abortion um, when a woman starts the abortion pill process. So that has been amazing. Um, you didn't think that we were going to be get so many referrals um, and I we've had four, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but statistically that is a lot. Um, and so we're very pleased to have been able to help four women um, start that reverse. On a previous episode of um, Faith on Trial, we talked about um, the center in Iowa City that's part of a quote-unquote uh, prototype or research uh, operation that's uh, distributing these uh, pills via telemedicine. Um, have you noticed an uptick, or is that the reason you're getting more um, requests for that assistance? Well, the reason why we wanted to start this program was because in Iowa, around 68% of the abortions that are performed are the abortion pill, and that number just keeps rising. And then we also saw that women were able to order the abortion pill literally on Amazon. Um, oh and we, we weren't sure that we believed that. So we actually tried it up until the point where we hit, you know, pay for this and you're able to do it very easily. If you Google abortion pill, it will come up with ways to get it. And, um, you know, that's as a nurse, having any so type dangerous. of a procedure done without seeing a physician, it's so dangerous. Yeah. And we just wanted to save these women that if they take this pill and they change their mind, they don't think that there's any other way to stop this, this process. Well, we wanted let to let offer me ask you about them. that process then. Uh, you get yeah. the pill and you mm-hmm. take the pill. How mm-hmm. long do you have uh, to change your mind and to get a reversal of that? Up to 72 hours. 72 hours. So the first pill, the yeah, the first pill, mifepristone, is given in the abortion clinic. Okay. Um, the, the staff gives that to them. And then the second pill is taken 48 to 72 hours after the first pill. And what the first pill does is it blocks the progesterone um, to the baby. Um, so that's the, the food to the baby. Mm-hmm. And then um, the mifepristol, which is the second pill, is the one that opens up the cervix and holds the baby. Um, so if we can go in there and we can start progesterone after they've taken that first pill, before they've taken the second pill, we could be able to reverse that, the effects of the first pill and sustain that pregnancy. And, and how successful are you in doing that? You say you have four cases. Did they produce live birth then? Well, three weeks ago on Saturday, we had a baby born from the reversal process. Oh, good. Wonderful. Good. Now, yeah, one, God. because of the first pill that they take, is there any uh, physical damage to the fetus uh, by the time it's developed and is born? In other no, words, are there any not. birth defects um, associated with no, what they started to do? There has, yeah, there's not been any, um, any statistics showing any birth defects at all. Um, and they have researched this quite a bit. Now, if you talk to the other side, of course, they have, um, you know, other information, but um, we know that progesterone is a natural hormone that your body produces. And so giving progesterone um, helps sustain pregnancies. Dr. McKernan, who is um, our medical director, 
he does this, this um, with pregnancies all the time that are women who have had miscarriages and um, they are threatening a miscarriage again. He progesterone and that helps them sustain the pregnancy. So in the same token, it happens when someone is starting to do an abortion. Oh, abortion so this pill. is a technique that was used uh, prior to abortion pills. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So it should. It's be- helped. A, it, it's ha- yeah. It happens a lot in pregnancies when um, they may be in danger of miscarrying. Okay. All right. Now, um, how how many queries have you received about this uh, reversal? Well, we've had four actually mm-hmm. come into the clinic. We've received several more. Okay. So, um, they there's an option line through Heartbeat International that they can call. Um, they can also call our clinic directly, but um, if they call through Heartbeat, then Heartbeat then um, gives them our information to give us a call. So we've had several phone calls from women who maybe are contemplating, um, you know, I just took this pill. I don't know if this is what I want to do. Now, all of those haven't come in um, to our clinic, and we have referred some on because they're in a different part of the state. Okay. So, um, and it's just, it would be too long for them to get to us. Right. And there's a, um, there's a, um, center in Waterloo, the same thing. So we've had several inquiries, only four we've been able to complete. Okay, now are you finding that these uh, women that have taken the first pill, you say they would get that in the clinic, have they been pressured to take that pill? Because I know there are a number of people that have have told me, because I, I, I work one time in a in a drug rehab center uh, where they were pressured mm-hmm. into an abortion uh, didn't really want one, but they were pressured into it. I'm wondering if, since the pill is nice and easy, I suppose, to take or to mm-hmm. swallow or whatever, that uh, that people can be easily pressured to take that pill. Right. It, it Probably because what they, what they were finding that they're saying to people, and this is from patients who have come to us, and they um, they talked to the, the abortion clinics about the procedure, and so the, but then they decided not to take the abortion pill and come to us and see their other options. Um, they said that they, they'll tell them is, you know what, it's just a blob of tissue. It's not really a baby yet. And so you're really not doing anything. It's not going to hurt the baby. You're just really making it easier for your life because of an imposition at this point in your life. And we can just take care of this. And yeah. no one will ever have to know. Yeah. Well, I was just going to add that on top of that, that's kind of a fallacy. There's a bazillion stories of these young ladies taking this medication and suffering some severe pain and immense bleeding yeah. and um, weeks and weeks of issues from from taking on this path of of uh, destruction. One of the other problems <clears throat> that yeah. I think we run into uh, with these abortion clinics is that I don't think they're all testing for STDs. And I know if you have an STD and uh, you undergo an abortion, I believe that can sterilize you. Yes, because it's it's just pushing that that um that all over your your reproductive system, and um. But they're not warned about that. Uh, the no. abortion clinics don't warn them about that. No, they don't. They don't. Now, when we have a uh, woman come in and she's pregnant. We do STD testing along with her pregnancy right. test. Right, that's kind of automatic, there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. And then, and then, and then, and then that medical information is provided to them that if you go and you do have an abortion, 
without clearing up the STD first, you may be sterilized. Right. They're Correct. So, if they still choose abortion after being at um, the clinic, right. uh, they'll be better educated. They're right. Very right. well informed. Right. Now, speaking about yes. having the abortion, uh, you do post-abortion counseling there. Yes, we do have women who have had a, um, uh, an abortion that either immediately or years after are still suffering the trauma of that. And although we don't physically do the uh, counseling in our office, we refer to a couple different um, agencies that do the, the abortion counseling. One is Restored by Grace, mm-hmm. and um, we probably use her the most because we're the most associated with her. And um, she's, Laura Limix is an amazing person and has an amazing story and does such a good job with these ladies, um, makes them feel comfortable, like what they did, you know, they have so much guilt, and she helps to alleviate that, um, to guide them um, through Christ to forgiveness of themselves. Yeah, and that weighs very heavily on women that have had abortions in the past. Right. They have so many issues that can surface many after the abortion. Right. Um, Alcohol, drug abuse, um, emotional pain, nightmares. Right. That they may not directly relate to the abortion, but... That's right. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the abuse, the sexual abuse, a lot of these women face too. Um, right. Because they 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 end up being somebody's sex toy, and uh, right. And they, they don't, don't feel worthy. Yeah. And uh, and so their life is crap now, and they don't. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. feel like uh, like they uh, have anything to live for. What a beautiful service that you offer yeah. to them. Now let's uh, let's talk about something else that I think you do. And that has to do with the woman that comes in and says, you know, I, I found myself pregnant. I don't know where dad is, but I know that I'm uh, a part-time waitress someplace and I can't support another child. Uh, how do you help mm-hmm. that person? Well, we are very, very fortunate to have amazing donors, as you know, um, Deacon Mike, that, 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 are, that help us with these types of things all the time. Um, We've had women come in that are going to school full-time, working full-time, and find themselves pregnant, don't have any support. How am I going to have this baby and raise this baby if I have to work full-time and go to school full-time? So we've reached out to our donors before and asked their help. They've come back with um, a scholarship that we can offer um, the woman that will enable her not to have to work, that she can go to school, and that gives her an option that, yes, you can parent. Um, There's stories like that every single day. Um, you know, younger, younger, younger girls that whose parents have kicked them out of the house. They have no place to go. Um, we help them find housing. Um, the, the, the things that are causing them not to want to parent seem insurmountable to them. To us, they may not see them like a big deal, but to them, it, it's a, it's an obstacle that they can't even, they can't even think about. So we help them to be able to show them that, you know what? You can do it. We can help you. You can parent or place for adoption. You don't have to have this abortion. And that all comes from our incredible donors. And do you have, um, um, for lack of a better word, graduates from these programs that um, can be mentors or support these uh, women in these crisis situations? Well, I mean, yes, they could. Because of HIPAA, we have to keep all that information um, um, confidential, but we have had um, at our galas, we have testimonials from women who have come, come to us for services and have chosen life 
and um, tell their story. Um, at our gala, we also have a, always have a, um, a testimonial for our Christmas um, appeal. And, you know, there are women who are just saying, you know, look, I, I was in the same situation. I went to engines, and they helped me, allow me to know that I could parent or place for adoption. Well, that's really good yeah. because I know but our society good has so many role models that are on the other side. I had an abortion, and now I'm successful. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. such a horrible message. And, and, I, and I think it's important to uh, remember that uh, uh, intervisions in places like this are there for the woman and the baby. And they help them all along. You know, I saw something on Facebook the other day that says uh, pro-life just means pro-birth. Birth. You know, after they're born, we don't care about them. Well, that's not true. Um, we do care about these people in places like this. Um, stand up and do a good job in 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 helping them uh teresa before uh, we get out of here and i don't want to forget to let you give your um web page and your contact information if anybody is listening and wants to follow up on any of this we must have lost her. did we lose teresa i think we must have she's she's not answering <laughs> Well, she did give us her phone number earlier. Um, okay. Well, that's all right. She Somehow uh, she got disconnected. But anyway, if you type into your browser, InterVisions Health Clinic, it'll come up, and you can find out what it is that, uh, that InterVisions uh, is doing. And if you have any questions or comments or you need any assistance, uh, you can check there or refer anyone you know that needs a little bit more and their their uh switchboard number i guess it goes to both Um, is we got her back we got her back i think we do oh good (laughs) i'm uh, well we're giving out your contact information so what why don't you give it again and uh and how people can contact you if they need help or assistance or Importantly, if they have a few extra bucks laying around and like send some of your way to help out some of these women. That would be wonderful. Yes, we're located in the two, two um, locations. The first one is in West Des Moines. Um, that's our original location at 1355 50th Street, Suite 400, and that is in West Des Moines, 50266. And our second location is on the south side of Des Moines, and that's at 500 Army Post Road, Suite 100. And that's Des Moines 50315. Um, all of our mail we, we usually have directed to our West Des Moines location. But our phone number is also 515-440-2273. And, and your web address? Is www.ivhcare.org. And do you have any events coming up? We do. We have the Night Six Columbus Dinner Dance coming up on the 18th. Will it be virtual or is that actually? It w- no, it will be in person, um, socially distanced with masks, and um, How do you it'll socially be socially ge- distance dance. <laughs> well, you know we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're okay. gonna do that. Though we have to do that. Um, it's a responsible thing to do. So um, it's gonna be at Jasper Winery, and that's a very big um, area where we're able to spread tables out, and we have a tent outside, dance floor. You know, it's separating everything, and and. Jasper Winery is pretty good sticklers about keeping us in line, so we obviously are going to follow that. Yeah, they have Very been good. following the rules real closely. Yeah. And there's also a silent auction, so if you're looking for there something is. fun to add to your collection of uh, 
winnings, <laughs> so yes. called, come on out. Yeah, and well, I'm sitting in the office with all of the packages right now, and they look pretty awesome. Yeah, I very bet good. You are. Save one for Gina. She. Uh, yeah, I yeah. love Oxyonar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, Teresa. Thank you for joining us today. We certainly appreciate it, and we uh, we wish you luck, and you are in our prayers. You are, are doing you so God's much. work, and we appreciate. Uh, all your efforts there. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Certainly. You're listening to Faith on Tron, Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Exactly, uh, and I, I'm really glad that we continue to address issues that are important for um, our listeners and all citizens about how important it is to vote and how mm-hmm. important it is to uh, vote with your values. And I liked what Father Pavone pointed out 
in that uh, as long as you have a strong um, respect and value for life, that foundation spreads to all the rest of the um, values and morals in in government and society. That's right. And uh, we can see that how the moral fabric of the country is being eroded and how along with that erosion, we're seeing an erosion in the state of politics today. Right. Yeah. And, and important in, in connecting with each other. You know, mm-hmm. and I think part of the disadvantage of this pandemic is that we don't grow as a civilization in connecting with each other because we're so isolated. Mm-hmm. So I, I really was glad to hear him talk about that. And I got on his website, um, prolifevolunteer.com. Mm-hmm. And there's all, I mean, I could do probably two or three of these things. This is really helpful. Uh, you know, distributing literature and organizing events and um, driving persons to um, uh, polling place. Mm-hmm. He's, I'll be interested to see how they organize all of this. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a good political mind and how to set up a campaign he does. And, and and do that. Of course, I noticed he said he was about to get on a conference call with the White House. With the I'm, White House, I'm yeah. wondering if the Biden campaign is also meeting with him. To I I doubt to that. Talk about I doubt, I doubt the, that. But he's going to tell the president. You know, I was with Deacon Mike and Gina. Uh, sorry, I'm late. And <laughs> the president's going to say, oh, Deacon Mike and oh, Gina. Yeah. <laughs> when do I get on? <laughs> no, I think it was very interesting. And then uh, Teresa with Intervisions. Uh, I think that's an important uh, thing that we have in this community, uh, a resource for people that need it. I know uh, it, they have saved many, 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 many babies from the uh, butchering abortionists. Uh, that want to just chop those little kids up uh, while they're in the womb. And that's... Uh, well, it's a resource that um, is a, a, just a gem to our community, and I warms my heart that we're able to uh, highlight that on this program. I know um, a young lady that worked for me once mentioned that she was so scared for her friend because her friend thought she was pregnant, and she didn't know where to go to get an abortion, and she asked me that. And I said, oh, let's make sure your friend understands all of her options. Mm-hmm. So I was able to look up the Intervision's phone number and uh, give it to the young lady who worked for me, who then passed it along to her friend. I think she was a student at Iowa State at the time. But you can see how students, young ladies who are in school, would be so panicked about mm-hmm. uh, their situation. That's mm-hmm. not something that they expect. Um, and, you know, they're kind of, t- you know, birth control and don't think about it. And yet then they end up pregnant because they're just not as well educated in how these things happen and what Yeah, especially what you do when, when they're away from home situation. and they're scared they're, and lonely. How do I tell my parents, mm-hmm, you know? Right. Uh, and how do I tell Mr. Right, who's turning out to be Mr. Wrong right now? Maybe. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a very difficult uh, and lonely decision that they have to make. And there are people here that will help them with that, right. we'll provide them. One of the things that, that I remember when I was on the board there, uh, they never, um, they always gave them factual information. You know, they no didn't, pressure, no it, pressure it, on them one way or another because they had to make their own decision, and they had to respect the woman's autonomy at that point. So they they weren't trying to pressure anybody into anything, but they gave them the facts, and then they told them what they can do to help. And I think that's the best you can do right now. They've been very successful in doing that. Yes, they have. And I know that um, not all of their clients will choose life. Mm -hmm. But um, 
they, but at least they've been very well educated. Right, and and even if they don't choose life, they're told you can come back anytime. We can help you. Right, if, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, uh, post-abortive care. Right, mm-hmm. right. They're very. All right, uh, that takes us right up to the end of our time here. So let's end with our prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. And until next week, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients.